Your top 50. What is it and how can it help you discover your career passion? That's what we're talking about today. So keep listening. Welcome to the Gen X Career Show. The only podcast designed specifically for the Gen X professional who wants to start a new chapter, finally finding passion and fulfillment in the work that they do every day. I'm your host, Kay Kirkman. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Gen X Career Show. My name is Kay Kirkman, and today we are talking about your top 50, what it is and how it can help you on the road to your dream career, your career fulfillment, your career passion. I last week talked to April Mason, and she is hosting the Unleash Your Career Fulfillment Summit in just about a week. It starts on May 23rd. And one of the guest speakers, along with myself, is going to be Stephen M.R. Covey. Now, he is the son of Stephen R. Covey, who wrote the book, which I've talked about on the show a couple of times, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, one of my favorite books of all time. And so in thinking about the summit, I was just reflecting on how I even came to meet April Mason and how she offered me this opportunity to be a part of the summit and to be listed among the names of of the likes of of a Stephen M.R. Covey, uh, who has written several books. I mean, he has a book out now called Trust and Inspire, and he is basically taking over his father's legacy. But it got me thinking about this whole idea of relationships. You know, I actually had commented on the post of someone who, again, thinking about relationships, I've I've built a relationship with uh, Mac Pritchard, who hosts the um, Find Your Dream Job podcast. And I was on Mac's show and created a relationship with him. And as I see him on social media, if I get a chance to comment on his posts or to help him or to refer people to his podcast or refer people to him, I do it at every chance. And I was just commenting on his post and April saw the comment. And from that, I got the opportunity to speak at this summit. And so I've really been thinking about the power of relationships and how everything that we do in life in some way, shape, or form revolves around relationships. And I just started thinking about how important they are to to us all. And so I wanted to do this show to talk a little bit more about relationships and how you can use relationships to find your dream job, find additional career fulfillment, find your career passion, and and just really hammer home this point that relationships are the key. Relationships are the key. Now, if you're in a job that you've been at for a while, 
and you're you're pretty comfortable in that role. You know all the players, you know all the people, even in your industry, you feel that you know everyone. I want you to listen closely to this episode because I think that sometimes we get into a routine or a rut and we we get into thinking that our circle is our circle and the people we know are the people we know and interact with. And sometimes we can be a little bit hesitant or maybe even fearful to create new contacts or to nurture new contacts. And what I want to propose to you is that this is going to be key when you are thinking about making any sort of of career transition. So first, I want to lay out what, what is a top 50 And then I want to talk about once you have your top 50, what do you do with it? (laughs) Like, how do you use that if you're someone who is looking to pursue your career passion? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. What is a top 50 list? And then how can I use this list in order to get what I want, which is more career fulfillment, a career transition, my dream job? just a career where you're doing work that you actually enjoy. So first I want to talk about this idea of a top 50, a top 50 list. So a top 50 list is basically a list of 50 people. Now you can make it a top 100 list. You can make it a top 20 list. I think 50 is a good number because you're you're going to want to actually nurture and be able to contact and communicate with the people on your list. So you want to make it big enough that you have a wide variety of people to choose from, but then again, you want to make it small enough that you'll be able to do the interpersonal contact that I'm going to be suggesting to you in a moment. So so yes, it's a it's a list of people that you are intentional about keeping in touch with. You're intentional about keeping in touch with this list of 50 people. And keeping in touch can mean a variety of things. This could mean uh, sending out cards, you know, when people have birthdays, remembering their birthdays and sending them birthday cards. It can be supporting them supporting them, let's say on social media, if they post on social media, supporting them by commenting on their posts, supporting them by referring them business or referring them some sort of tool, something that would be useful to them. Maybe sending them an article, maybe sending them a podcast episode. Uh, There's so many possibilities in terms of how you can actually nurture a a group of people who you're building relationships with to then potentially have them possibly lead you to your career passion or finding out more about your career passion. So you can do check-ins with them just to see how they're doing. If you know a little bit about their personal life, if they have children, if their children are graduating or having a big birthday, you know, just think about your friendships and how you nurture your friendships. It's the same with these business contacts. The possibilities are endless in terms of what you can do. One of the things that I do with my clients is I'll 
think of a, a gift or something that would be useful to them in their pursuit of their career passion. So one of the things that I've done in the past is send journals. I love journals. And my favorite journal right now is the five-minute journal, which I've been using for years. And so I'll gift one of my clients, for example, a five-minute journal. I might gift a colleague a five-minute journal. So for you in your industry and what it is that you're trying to do, what is it that you could gift someone who you are keeping in touch with? Now, it doesn't have to be something expensive, but you do want to make it something meaningful to the person so that they remember you. The whole point of this is to build the relationship now so that when and if you get to a point where that person could actually be helpful to you in your career search or your career transition, you can reach out to them and it won't be this awkward thing of, you. we all know how it is. You all have that one relative that only calls you or picks up the phone when they want something, right? And nobody wants to be that person and nobody wants to be on the receiving end of that. So with this top 50 list, these are people that you are intentionally just nurturing, not in a uh, dramatic, big way in terms of buying them flashy gifts and things like that. No, this is just something that you're doing over time. And again, you're being intentional. So these are very personalized interactions. They're not sending out a mass email to your top 50 is not something that you want to do. So what ways could you nurture these contacts? And then how do you find these people? Where are these people? You might be asking, okay, where are these people? So these can be former colleagues. They can be former employers, former supervisors. They can be people that you've met at industry events or conferences, uh, people that you've even ran into, business contacts that you've ran into when you're out or you're shopping or something like that and you run into a business contact, someone in your industry. It could be someone who you patronize their business. So for example, where do you go get your hair cut or where do you go get your hair done, right? Where do you take your dry cleaning? Where do you get your taxes done? Your accountant, the, it, these could be any business or service that you patronize. That's a person that could potentially be on your top 50. And so this is just a way that you could start networking naturally. A lot of times, you know, I mentioned on this show networking as one of the ways you can start to connect with people who could possibly connect you to your career passion. But sometimes networking can be a little bit awkward. You know, everyone is there for something. You know, everybody's there for something. And so sometimes it can seem hard to make an ask at a networking event when you've just met someone. But it's not the event, it's the follow-up after, it's the keeping in touch after, it's the being intentional about nurturing the relationship after, which is really going to be the gold for you in terms of finding your career passion, finding work that you actually enjoy. So that is what the top 50 list is. And I've also given you some suggestions of some things that you can do to nurture that top 50 list. Now I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about how this top 50 list can actually help you uh, and what you what are you going to do you know with these people. 
Now, I've already mentioned some examples of the different things that you can do in terms of staying in touch, but I want to go a little bit deeper. And this is really inspired by Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You know, when I heard that I was going to be speaking on this summit, I actually went back to my copy, my my tattered and torn copy of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and I started to reread it. And it is just such a good book when it comes to this idea of relationships and leadership and how people are kind of at the center of all of it. And that's what we're talking about today, right? We're talking about nurturing relationships so that in the future, we can have people or relationships with people who could potentially lead us closer to discovering our career passion or getting that dream job that we're looking for. And so in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey talks about something called the emotional bank account. The emotional bank account. It's one of my favorite parts of the book. And he talks about this idea that relationships are like a bank account. Relationships are like a bank account. So if you don't make any deposits, then you can't make withdrawals. And, you know, he talks about the fact that we all know what a financial bank account is. We make deposits into it and build up a reserve from which we can make withdrawals when we need to. So an emotional bank account is really a metaphor that describes the amount of trust that's been built up in a relationship. And it's the feeling of safeness you have with another human being. And he he uses a lot of different examples with this. And, and it brought something to mind with me. You know, when I was a kid, one of the things my father used to always do is he used to tease me, gently teasing, but kind of serious too. <laughs> about vacuuming the floor or mopping the floor. And it was kind of like a running joke. I'd be sitting on the couch watching TV or doing something mindless that a teenager would do. And he'd be cleaning up and he'd be like, man, can you mop a floor? Can you vacuum, vacuum a floor? And, you know, we laughed about it, but I'm sure that if I did it, he wouldn't be mad at it. Right. And so if if all my memory was as a child of my father was him constantly nagging me to mop the floor or you know vacuum the floor i probably really wouldn't look at him with as much respect and and have that trust with him as i do now because in addition to you know asking me to mop the floor and vacuum the floor, he also taught me so much. You know, he he taught me by example about work ethic and, you know, hard work. And he was very caring. He would do anything for his kids and his family. And he was such a great provider. He was so steady and stable, probably one of You know, my parents are probably one of the most stable 
entities in my life, the most constant entities in my life. And so those are the memories that I have of him. And he was a trusted advisor. I would go to him for advice. I would go to him to talk about things because my only memory of him wasn't him nagging me to do something, right? So when you think about relationships and you think about this emotional bank account, what deposits are you making? You know, going back to the top 50 list, these are the types of things you want to keep in the back of your mind when you're nurturing this top 50 list, when you're building these relationships. It's the being intentional about it. And it's not the asking all the time, but it's more of the nurturing. It's more of the, you know, being thoughtful in terms of what would serve that person. And although nurturing this list might be helpful to you in the future, as you go into it, you don't want to go into it with that being the goal. The goal is that you want to see how you can help and serve and assist these people that you've chosen to start to build these intentional relationships with. So I hope that makes sense. In the book, The Seven Habits, Stephen Covey talks about having a teenage son. And he talks about how he tells this story about, suppose you have a teenage son and your normal conversation is something like clean your room, button your shirt, turn down the radio, get a haircut, and don't forget to take out the garbage. He talks about over a period of time, how the withdrawals far exceed the deposits. And then he talks about, now suppose this son is in the process of making some important decisions that will affect the rest of his life. But the trust level is so low and the communication process is so closed, mechanical and unsatisfying that he simply will not be open to your counsel. You may have the wisdom and the knowledge to help him, but because your account is so overdrawn, he will end up making his decisions from a short range emotional perspective, which may result in many negative long range consequences. And so again, when you're when you're talking about this top 50 list and these people that you're nurturing, be very intentional about how you're interacting with them and make sure that you're building up the deposits. So again, along down the line, a withdrawal may be possible. And I wanted to talk about one more thing when it comes to this emotional bank account that Stephen Covey talks about in the book. And he talks about this idea of six, he calls them, he calls them the six major deposits. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, I get it. Make this top 50 list. These are people that I'm going to nurture, possibly in the future. They can be contacts and connections that can help me along. But when you say make deposits, what, what is it? Like I said, I gave you some suggestions, but I want, want you to listen to what he talks about as the six major deposits. Number one is understanding the individual. And by the way, these six major deposits are great not only for business connections and career connections, but just for life in general. That's why I love this book so much because it, it's a business book, but it's really about relationships, any relationship in life. So 
Number one, understanding the individual. Number two, attending to the little things. You know, this this reminds me of, you know, you have that friend who on your birthday, you know, they may send you a card, but it's not just a card signed by them, but they'll say something really specific to your relationship, like maybe even make a little joke that only you two know, or ask about something that they know has been bothering you. It's that taking the time to remember and to hone in on those little things, those are the type of deposits that really, really, really go a long way. So number one, understanding the individual. Number two, attending to the little things. Number three, keeping commitments. Number four, clarifying expectations. Number five, showing personal integrity. Number six, apologizing sincerely when you make a withdrawal, meaning if you do something that is in in the eyes of the other person hurtful, or you say something that makes them embarrassed or makes them angry, or you disrespect them in some way, you own it, right? You own it. And you apologize, and it's not just a false apology, but it's a sincere apology. So those are six things to think about. Again, when you're talking about this emotional bank account and you're nurturing your list and you're thinking about how you can make these connections, solid connections, those six major deposits, again, understanding the individual, attending to the little things, keeping commitments, clarifying expectations, showing personal integrity, and apologizing sincerely when you make a withdrawal. So that is what I have for you today. I hope that I've enticed you a little bit to go back and take a look at the seven habits of highly effective people and also learn a little bit more about Stephen's Uh, Stephen Covey's son, Stephen M.R. Covey, and his books and how he's carrying on with the legacy of his dad. And hopefully this top 50 list is something that you can start to think about and start to do. And if you can't think of 50, just start with 10, right? Just start where you are. But the, the point is that you don't want to get to a point in your career where you're so frustrated and you really, really feel that you need to get out of what you're doing, but you haven't really nurtured relationships. You've just been in your little bubble at wherever you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And now it's going to be more of an uphill climb to start building those relationships, right? So the best time to buy an umbrella is before it starts raining, right? One thing my mother used to always tell me is it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And when you think about these relationships, I think that that is very, very true. So again, that's what I have for you today. And as always, I will see you on the next episode. Just a friendly reminder that all of the resources that I mentioned on today's show, including the six major deposits, will be listed in the show notes for this particular episode. So make sure you go to yourgenxcareer.com, click on the Gen X Career Show. You'll see this episode and you'll find all the resources that I mentioned in the show, including the link to join us for the Unleash 
your career summit, which is happening on May 23rd. And I really, really hope you'll be able to join us. Thanks for joining us this week on the Gen X Career Show. Make sure to visit our website, yourgenxcareer.com. And while you're there, grab your free dream job discovery list, a curated collection of over 20 job titles to spark your imagination, ignite your passion, and move you one step closer to work you truly enjoy.